Hey, this is Shannon Wooten, pastor of New Spring Church, and this is our podcast. I hope it encourages you, and I hope it gives you hope that a new life in Jesus is possible for you. We appreciate you, and thank you for listening. All right, turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 11. Uh, Today we're going to look at hope in our struggles. So hope is in the struggle. Uh, Can you say that with me? Hope is in the struggle. Let's say it one more time. Hope is in the struggle. I want us to look at this because this is how God shows himself to us, demonstrates his faithfulness to us, that we will go through different struggles in life. And really, this is the Christmas message. In fact, the scripture that I'm going to have you turn to in Isaiah chapter 11 is about a, um, about a prophet, prophecy that was given to or given about Jesus Christ and how he would come. It's a powerful scripture. It's one that God is trying to communicate to us and demonstrate to us that he is a God who gives hope in the midst of our our struggles. 700 years before Christ is when this prophecy was written. Think about this. That Isaiah is full of these prophecies, several prophecies, And every one of them were fulfilled at the birth of Jesus Christ. And these prophecies were given 700 years before Christ even came. Isaiah is giving us this prophetic detail in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. And most of these prophecies have a parallel usage or parallel, they're paralleled in their context and in the way they relate to us. One that was given about Christ, but it also reveals to us the demonstration it demonstrates to us who God is and what he's able to do. So let's look at it. He, Isaiah chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. He says, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding and the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. A shoot. So this is a a sapling. Um, It is a a tree that is sprouting from this stump. And we see that God is going to do something out of this stump, if you will, this tree that had been either cut down, blown down, torn down. But God says, I'm going to do something with this stump. Hope is in the struggles of our life. It is interesting that God doesn't choose the easy path to accomplish his will. The Bible teaches us that God is not afraid of the difficult. Are you listening to me this morning? God is not intimidated by struggles in our lives. Dysfunctions. It's no sweat to God. God doesn't care about our dysfunctions. He doesn't withhold himself because we have a messy situation. He doesn't care about chaos. God can move. He can take chaos and create cosmos. He did it. The Bible says in Genesis 1 that the the universe was in chaos, but God created the cosmos out of that. Troubles and hardships. God is a God who brings hope in all of these situations. That God is not afraid of struggles. And it was a struggle. Think about this. It was a struggle for Abraham to fulfill the promise of God on his life. 
It was a struggle for Abraham to wait. He had a promise from God, but he had to wait, and that waiting period was a huge struggle in order to see God to accomplish what God said he would in Abraham's life. Moses, it was a struggle for Moses to lead the people out of bondage through a Red Sea while the enemy is hot on their heels. It was a struggle to, for Moses to lead even a rebellious people who didn't, at times, did not want to follow. It was a struggle for Moses to lead as God wanted him to lead. It was a struggle for David to kill Goliath and full, fulfill God's call on his life to be king. It wasn't easy. It was a struggle. Sure, it was one stone, but think about it. It was easier for David to kill Goliath with one stone than it was to convince his brothers that God had a call on his life. Right? God's not afraid of struggles. In fact, he uses the struggles of our life and he brings us hope out of these situations. What about Joseph to follow the dream that God gave him? His brothers hated him. They threw him in a pit. Joseph went through a prison. And all of these are the great men and, and women who accomplished great things, but it was not easy. It was a struggle for them to go through those. Esther, remember Esther? I love the story of Esther. Esther is the, the, Esther is the one book of the Bible where God's name is not mentioned. And someone said God's name may not be mentioned anywhere in the book of Esther, but his fingerprint is all through the book. And it's true, but it was not easy for Esther. If Esther would have given up through the struggles, it would have wiped out the Jewish people and the Messiah would have never came. It would have eliminated, it would have annihilated every one of them. But Esther was, went through the struggles and saw that see, was able to see God working in her life through the evil plot and through the plan of God, God was able to move through those things. Even for the birth of Jesus Christ, as we celebrate this time of the year, it reminds us of the, of the birth, which was a struggle. We mentioned a few of those last week. The, the, the life of Jesus was a struggle. He only had three and a half years of, of called ministry or at least public ministry, three and a half years. In every one of those three and a half years, there was a struggle, a fight that he had to push through. The ministry and the death of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, it was a struggle for them to fulfill this call on their life to birth the Messiah. There was no hotel. You would think that if God's going to send his Messiah, his baby, to the earth, that he could at least make arrangements for his, but there was no room. There was no room, no hotel, no, there was no Marriott. It was all closed. So they had to struggle to be birthed in a, where animals were being fed. Running from the decree of the king to kill this baby. And they're running for their life. They're fugitives. It's a struggle for them. But God, God shows us that through the struggles of our life that there's still hope. And out of that hope, God brings something incredible in our life. You don't get to the miracle of Christmas and the resurrection of Jesus Christ without a struggle. And I'm telling you, you and I will not see the miracles of our life. We will not see the hand of God do incredible things without there becoming a struggle first. Thank God that there's hope that, that we're not left without this defeat, left with a defeated attitude or we want to give up. 
when we are seeing opposition or struggles, but we have hope that runs deep into our soul and spirit because we know that God is a God of hope in our struggles. Can you shout amen? God declares through this verse that a a shoot will spring up. A sapling will come from a stump. And there once was a life, where there once was life from a tree, something happened to the tree, it's now a stump. But God says, just because it looks like it's over, it's not over. How many know that that's encouraging to us? That there are things in our life that may feel like it's dead, it's gone, it's over. But when God is in it, God says it's not over there's always hope, there's always life, there's always something that I can do, even with a stump, and God can do things with the stumps of our life, God can still spring up new life. Can you shout amen? So what once, so a stump means that a tree has been cut. I was driving through with someone north Dayton, in the northwest of Dayton, and I was able to see, remember the tornado last year, the tornado that blew through Dayton, was able to see all the devastation, these trees that have blown over, I mean like splinters. There's stumps all over the place. But because, and we were at the same place uh, in Panama City on vacation this year, as we were going through a real part of the area and coming into Panama City, evidently one of the hurricanes or maybe a a tornado spun, spun off of the hurricane, but we came to this place where it looked like it had been mowed down. Trees were all over the place and stumps all over the place. It looked chaotic. It looked devastating. But you and I both know the, 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 uh, the fires in California, forests, I forget how many thousands of acres have been burned this year because of the fires that have devastated California and Oregon and some of those western states there. But how many of you know that even in the midst of fire or something that has been cut down that God has put in the DNA of his creation that if the roots are still good, if the roots are deep, there's still life in the roots, and life will come out of and spring out of these roots. And I'm telling you, listen to me, if our faith is in Christ, and I don't know what may be going on in your life that may look like devastation, a struggle for you, but we serve a God who's a God of life and that can spring out of nothing. Amen? And that's what he's saying. It may look like the house of Jesse is over. It may look like nothing's going to come out of this. But I will take the stump of Jesse and I will spring up a root. From its root, I will bring the Messiah, the Christ, the King. And he's communicating to us. We may be going through struggles. We may go through some hardships. It may look like some areas of your life are dead and gone. But when God is finished, God will spring forth new life out of what the enemy has said has been dead. Can you give God a praise this morning? So I want us to look at this this tree, and I don't know if you've walked in the woods and have saw a stump, and a tree is shooting forth. Is there anything in your life that was once alive, promising, but now it appears to be cut down, lost? It doesn't seem to be possible. But listen to me. Don't lose hope. Something may be cut down to nothing, but God is up to something. You may have heard the quote before that when you are down to nothing, God is up to something. Well, it was Robert Shuler. I like what he added to this. Robert Shuler said, when you're down to nothing, God is up to something, but it is up to you to reach out and find what God is up to. 
I believe this morning that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us and show us what God is up to in the areas of our life that look like a struggle or a stump or what has been cut down. That the Holy Spirit is moving in your life even at this moment right now that God wants to spring something up to new life that you thought was gone. What in your life has been cut down? What has been a struggle for you? Something's about to happen, guys. Something is about to happen in your life, in your family, maybe someone that you've been praying for, and even in this country, it may look like some things are devastated. But can I tell you, if I know anything about God, God is up to something when it looks like there's nothing going on. Can you shout amen this morning? God has performed his greatest miracles in my life when I felt like things were not happening. I can take you through our personal lives where I felt like things were devastated. I felt like it was the end, but it was in those moments that I felt like God came through. I remember times, something as simple, and I, I say simple now, but at that time it looked like it was huge. Uh, my, one of my daughters was kicked by a horse. Uh, the, the imprint of the horse's hoof print was was evident in her spleen. The doctor showed us the x-ray, and sure enough, you could see it. And they were going, they said, we're going to have to take this out. We're going to monitor her. And on a scale of 1 to 10, she's a 9.5. And we began to pray, and I said, man, God, I, and someone said, well, she can live without a spleen. I said, that's great, but I don't want her to go through surgery. And I remember just praying and just saying, God, would you just move? And by the next morning, he took another x-ray, and the spleen was already showing signs of healing and they didn't have to do surgery. I think within four or five days, she was released from the hospital. She's crazy. She's still riding horses today. <laughs> I can tell you there's times even as a church where we felt like we needed to move. This was years ago. We were in a small building, and God was expanding the church. People were coming. We took little 15 people in this little church, and God was moving, and we could only fit 100 people. And I said, man, if we could just take the pews out, we could put another 70, 170 chairs but we didn't have any money. Church had no money at all. We were working two jobs at the time just trying to make ends meet for us. And I said, God, if this is what you want us to do, if you want us to move forward, would you just, would you just show us? Just give us affirmation. Can I tell you within one week someone dropped by the church, a stranger dropped by the church and wrote us out a check for $7,000. They never knew what we were doing. Where did it come from? God knew the plans. He knows what he's going to do. And I don't know what is in your life right now that God, that you may feel like it's over. You may feel like that part of your life is dead. But God is wanting to give you affirmation that it may feel like it's over. It may feel like a stump to you. It may feel like devastating to you. But God has the power and the ability to raise things up from new life if the root is deep. Can you shout amen this morning? you got to keep hope alive, but in order to keep hope alive, my point number two to you is, is that hope is hidden. Hope is in the hidden. Hope is in the things that seem like you can't see. It has to go, hope is deep. Isaiah declared that a shoot will come from the stump, but from the roots, someone shout the roots. From the roots, a branch will bear fruit, he said. Hope is in the root. What in your life that God has placed within you so deep that nothing can be removed from that. I don't know about you, but it is through the struggles of my life that God was showing me some things about his character and who he was, and it was planted so deep within me. There are some things, I don't care how discouraging it gets, 
I cannot be discouraged down when I dig down deep and I realize the character and the awesome power and ability of our God. But the hope has to go deep. Hope is in the root. Hope is in the ground. Hope is deep within you. And God is wanting to do something through your struggles right now. You say, well, I've been saved for 25 years. And I'm telling you, there's still room for you to grow hope and let it go down deep in your life. And even through the struggles right now in your life, God is trying to put something so deep in you that the enemy can never take it out of you no matter what you go through. Hope is in what is buried within. There is some things buried within me right now that cannot be removed. And sometimes when things get dark and sometimes they get devastating, sometimes they look bleak, I have to reach way down deep. I cannot, listen, hope is not superficial. It's not on the surface. Hope is not something that we just have a feeling of. Hope goes down deep into our soul and spirit that God has placed there. And in the rough times and the struggles of your life, you're going to have to dig way down deep when the enemy comes to you and whispers in your ear and says it's hopeless. You're going to have to dig way down deep into the hidden and pull up hope that God is a God of hope and God is a God of new life. Can you shout amen? In humility, I have learned and understand the deep truths. It was when I was humbled, when I was flat on my face, flat on my back and my failures, that's where God was putting hope down deep within me. It was the struggles, the cutting down that led to humility and truth. You don't read poems and read on the surface and just say or listen to songs and say, oh, that's nice. That just moved my spirit. I got a little tickle there. I got a little Holy Ghost goose bump on that one. I felt something. All those feelings on the surface are great. But when you don't have feelings, when your feelings are numb, you've got God wants to put something so down deep in the inside of you, something that where Satan can't touch, he can't dig it out of you, because that's where God is going to bring new life out of us, is when things look dark, God will say, reach down deep, because I want new life to come out of you. A seed buried in the ground has to die first before that seed can produce life. But out of its death... Life is produced. Tim Ball sent me this uh, quote from Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon was a, one of the great founding fathers of our, of our early church history. Uh, contributed a lot of deep sermons and biblical truth and foundational understanding. And when it comes to struggles, and we know this because Spurgeon got it from the Apostle Paul and out of the Word of God. And revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. And it seems like in the darkest moments of our life that God is not up to anything. But God is still moving in the midst of your struggles. And here's what Spurgeon said. It is impossible that any ill should happen to the man who is beloved of the Lord. The most crushing calamities can only shorten his journey and hasten him to his reward. Ill to him is no ill, but only good in a mysterious form. Losses enrich him. Sickness is his medicine. Reproach is his honor. Death is his gain. No evil in the strict sense of the word can happen to him, for he is, for he is his gain. No evil in the strict sense of the world can happen, for everything is overruled for good. Romans 8.28, that all things work together for good to those who love God and are called into his purpose. So no matter what is happening to you, it may look like it's bad and harmful. When we go down deep into our root and we trust and hope in God, 
God begins to turn those situations around and brings out his glory and good into our life. I don't know, we just celebrated, or not celebrated, but remembered it rather, and honored um, December the 7th, 1941 was Pearl Harbor. Remember Pearl Harbor? I shared with you a couple of times that my grandfather actually was on the U.S. Sumner um, in Pearl Harbor when Pearl Harbor was attacked. And we just remembered again, just December the 7th, that the USS Arizona was left buried beneath the water. It's, de- it's not deep, but it's, it's underneath the water there. And it reminds us that there are a thousand soldiers remain buried in their ship, the USS Arizona. Beneath the water has a memorial of these men who were on that ship and lost their life. A memorial to never forget that our land was attacked. And I listened to the interview from one of the uh, surviving one of the veterans from Pearl Harbor a few years ago, and he says, our hope is this memorial will cause America to never forget and remember. And it's kind of unique, it's kind of mysterious, but when you visit the memorial of the USS Arizona, there's something there that reminds us that there's, there's this hope that one, we can learn from our past, two, that America can survive from a tragedy. And that you and I can can bounce from the worst things that have ever happened to us. That hope may come from the worst times of your life, but God is planting it and bearing that hope so deep within us. It is Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19 that says, we have this hope as an anchor. Can you say that with me? We have this hope as an anchor. I remember, I don't know, I, I think we were with our, uh, our pastor's daughters. I think she was a teenager at that time. We had a boat. Uh, I just rebuilt my dad's boat. It was a 1973 uh, Rinkin Trihole. Rebuilt it from, from the, the floor up. Redid the floors, put new seats in it. And we have this old boat. We're out on the waters. And all of a sudden, we're tubing and all kinds of stuff on Caesar Creek. And I see this dark cloud coming. And I'm telling you, it was a thunderstorm. And here I said, oh, great, I've got the pastor's daughter with us, and we're going to end up getting struck by lightning, and, and he's going to be mad at me or whatever. So we had to, we had to take our, this boat. So, I mean, the storms and the waves are going, they're crazy. And we take this boat, and we come underneath this, the bridge that passes over 73 there. We slide underneath that bridge. But in order for that boat to stay stable, I had to throw the anchor over the boat and allow it to go sink to the bottom. That anchor will do no good if that, one, the anchor is no good if it's on the surface, if it's laying in the boat. It's no good if it's only two feet deep. But that anchor only becomes useful if that anchor sinks to the bottom and attaches itself to the ground somehow, and it keeps that boat from floating away. And I'm telling you the same thing for your life and my life. The storms will rage. Things are going to look messy to you. They're going to look chaotic. I'm telling you the storm clouds will come in your life. It's going to look like the winds are trying to toss you back and forth, and you you will be blown back and forth unless you can find a way to take the anchor of your life Take the hope that you have in God and let it sink deep within you and hold on because God will take something that out of the mess, he will bring new life. Out of what has been cut down, 
Something will come out of it that God will use in your life for his good. Can you shout amen this morning? How many believe this morning that there may be some dead things and stumps around us, but how many believe this morning that we serve a God who's a God of new life, new things? When it looks like it's over, God says it's not over. I'm up to something behind you. And I'm going to tell you this morning, I don't know what you may be struggling with, but I want you to reach down deep this morning and have hope in God that God is up to something good. Can you shout amen? Will you stand with me this morning? I want our worship team to come. And when we do, don't forget the second part of the verse. Because when the hope of Christ is in our life, Everything that God says in Isaiah about Christ, guess what? You receive it too. What is it? I want you to look at it. Look at the verse. Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. And the Spirit of the Lord is resting on you right now. It may not feel like it, but can I tell you in faith and in hope, the Spirit of the Lord is resting on you. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding If that's in Christ, Christ is in you, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. God is not leaving you in the dark. He knows exactly where you are, and he's going to give you understanding and wisdom for what you're going through. The spirit of counsel and of might, you're not left powerless. If if the spirit of might and counsel was on Christ, he's on you right now. And for the next few moments, as we worship in this song, I'm believing the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you specifically. If you'll open up your heart and your mind to him right now. The spirit of wisdom, counsel, understanding is going to come on you. God's going to show you his, what he's doing in your life. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The branch will bear fruit and something beautiful is going to come out of the stumps of your life. Can you bow your heads with him this moment? I want to ask you the question. How many feel like that you've been in a struggle and the enemy's doing his best to take hope out of you? But you know, you know that God is up to something good in your life. If that's you this morning, would you just lift your hand to the Lord? God, you're up to something good. And out of the stumps of my life, out of the struggles, out of what has been cut down, God, you're up to something this morning. Can you do this this morning? If you feel comfortable, just spread out. Would you come up to the front here for a moment? And I want you to just focus and let the Holy Spirit speak to you for a moment. Can you just come and and stand in a place and give the Holy Spirit opportunity right now to speak and bring counsel and wisdom and understanding to you? And I pray even in this moment where things don't look like it's making sense right now in this moment as we carve out some time right now, the Holy Spirit is going to strengthen and deepen your roots of hope right now. Let's worship the Lord. Come on, just pray. I want you to just focus on Him. Open your ears. Open your heart. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. There's new life coming. Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. We appreciate you tuning in. I hope you subscribe so you can join us back here next week. If you're interested in connecting with us at New Spring Church, text CONNECTNC to 94000. Hey, we're praying for you and we pray God's blessing upon you.